time to get you set up for all the weekend's betting action across the sports world. It's BetQL Weekend, only on the BetQL Network. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, Mutt and Fritz, Mike Manansky, WEEI in Boston, Jack Fritz, WIP in Philadelphia. A loaded show here today. We dissect the NFL divisions week by week here in the offseason, the AFC North featuring the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. That will come up uh, in our second segment here today. Uh, Fritz is working on his top 10 NBA players of all time because we're in the summer. It's Sports Talk Radio, and that's what we do. Jack Fritz, what's going on, buddy? Oh, Mutt. You know, I was thinking about you last night, and oh, nice. I really Thanks. I was really thinking, like, it's adorable that he thought this Celtics team was going to really win a championship. <laughs> I mean, come on, buddy. Like, let's let's grow up a little bit. Time out. You know, Time out. We're not going to ever beat that Warriors team. Dubs and six, take, like I said. All, this, all the slings and arrows that uh, I'll take up the entire hour if we want to do all Celtics, because I was wrong a million times about this series. And I got Tatum MVP uh, betting receipts to show everybody, say how wrong I was. Uh, I think you said last week at this time, if the Warriors win this thing, it's their most impressive championship ever. So let's not go saying that you were you know, Captain Warriors telling me the Suns are going to beat them in the uh, Western Conference run here. Let's go. Listen, just nailed it again. Like I said, dubs <laughs> and six. Don't even worry about it. Take it to the bank. Um, but really, you know, I feel bad for Boston. It's been so long since you guys have won a title. It really has been. Um, it really has been, yeah. You, you know, I, honestly, I pictured you. Now, this is weird, but I pictured you going to bed last night like Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber with the tears of money just, just rolling down your face because <laughs> of how many championships that town has won. Um, but, man, yeah, honestly, and, and I stick by what I said. Like, I think this is the most impressive war- Warriors run, uh, this Warriors championship um, during their run here. The first one was kind of BS. I mean, LeBron's whole team was hurt. He was going for a triple-double. The second yeah. two, I personally don't really count. Like, <laughs> they were Kevin Durant. Like, I would hope that you'd be able to beat a, a Cavs team that just wasn't even able to, to compare to them. But this Celtics team, I mean, you saw it. Their, their defense was legit, and their defense was was stifling for a little bit there. But the thing that came back to bite them, well, besides Jason Tatum just turning into, I don't know what, like like a replacement player. I, I mean, I can, uh, I can check my text. I think I believe the word you called him was uh, Dookie on a text last night. <laughs> I actually have another term for him. You want to hear it? Sure. He is a wannabe Kobe. He has this whole idea, oh, Mamba mentality this. I am Mamba mentality. I am all this stuff. Kobe would have gone down shooting last night. He would have gone down taking 50 shots if he had to. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum just totally turtled up in, yeah. in a massive, massive game. One of the bigger, bigger player choke jobs I've seen in a while, frankly, Mutt. Yeah, back-to-back games, really. Uh, he did not play great in Game 5. And, I, I, again, I'll start with the Warriors because we should start without – before we, you know, punish the, the Celtics here. Give the Warriors their credit. And I thought the thing that changed the series was their ability to fight back in Game 4. Like, I, I've been saying now today, we've done a couple different things here in Boston. Like, I think the series was lost for the Celtics. Ironically, a week ago uh, today, we're taping this on Friday, they led by six in the fourth quarter at home, 7.32 to go and lost. And I get it. Steph Curry was an all-time player in that game and an all-time finals game and maybe sewed up the MVP in people's minds with that game. But you're up six at home, 
chance to go up 3-1. They go 3-1, they win it. I give the Warriors credit, but they were not winning three in a row against the Celtics. And that final uh, seven minutes and 32 seconds, I printed out the the line score, the box score, the play-by-play will go down as one of the all-time bad stretches in not just Celtics lore, but in Boston sports history because the championship was right there and they were not ready to take care of it. They were not ready to finish the job. And that's when the Warriors turned it on. Like, I think they sensed Jack blood in the water at that point. They sensed that the Celtics weren't ready for the moment. Tatum wasn't ready to be a superstar yet. Ime Udoka was not ready to outcoach Steve Kerr. And Draymond Green played better. Klay Thompson played better. Your guy, Jordan Poole, who you mocked last week, he started hitting threes. Like, that moment right there in the fourth quarter, yep. game four, a week ago, that was it. Warriors took advantage. And last night's game, I mean, wasn't close in the second half. Like, I know the Celtics cut it to eight. That was not a close eight. That thing was the Warriors really to the end. Al Horford having to carry the Celtics in the third quarter. And you're right. The Tatum stuff, just so give you a local flavor here in Boston, the entire day here today on Friday has been, is Tatum a superstar? Can he win? Like, it's, this, is the, this is my offseason now. I'm going to put on a suit of armor and defend Jason Tatum for the next six months because he is a superstar, one of the best players in the NBA. He's 24 years old, and he's going to get better from this. He's a superstar, but is he, he's in the, but he's more to me in the Booker tier. You know what I mean? Like that level of superstar where I believe that Luca is in a different level of superstar. Um, you know, sure. I, I just, I think he's like a tier below being in the actual super superstar category, you know? Like oh, I think so that's now, okay. Sort of- so now, okay. This is your content guy. So you have your like Bill Simmons tiers of the NBA. There are super superstars. And then superstars. So Tatum's a yeah. superstar in your mind, but not a super superstar. You sound like a right, lunatic, like, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, but, but like like Paul Pierce was a superstar for a while too, but he still needed a lot of help around him to think he needed sure. a super yep. superstar in Kevin yep. in Kevin Garnett. Um, like I think of super superstars. I think of KD, Giannis, Steph, like those kind of guys. And I think Luke is eventually gonna get there. Whereas I think Tatum's in the I think Tatum's more five to ten than top five. Or, you know, I think that's just where where I would, would personally have him. Um, and, and like, you just can't, you can't have that game last night. I mean, that's yeah. a, a, that's a legacy defining game. And that's one of those games, frankly, Mutt, un- un- unfortunately, like people are going to remember that for a long time. Like people don't yeah. forget when, when NBA stars have down games, like it's, they get mocked and memed on, on social media forever. People are going to remember Jason Tatum's game six last night as, as one of the bigger choke jobs that we've seen. I mean, just look completely unprepared for the moment. Um, and really, I don't know if you agree with this. But I genuinely do believe that the Celtics were the be- better team, like on paper, everything. But what I kept coming back to is that the Warriors just know how to win. Like sometimes having talent, it, it can only take you so far. Championship TNA is something that you just can't teach. And that's exactly what they had. Because I thought the Celtics, honestly, were the better team all series. Um, and even, the, even on Friday night, last Friday night that you just talked about, the Celtics dominated that game. And then, like, all of a sudden, with four minutes left, they're just like, eh, we're good, you know? So, I, it's, it was a really fascinating watch, um, just from the standpoint of seeing uh, a young upstart team that has a ton of talent that lost to a team with, with championship DNA. Yeah, I think that's a part of it. But I, and I'm with you. I said up until even yesterday, before the, on the air in Boston before the show, before the game, yeah, they're, they're the better team. And all they have to do is not turn the ball over. And in the biggest spot of the season, Jack, they oh. turned the ball over 23 times. And here's the number, right? So they were basically, when they turned the ball over 15 or fewer times, they were 14-2 and two in the postseason. 
uh, 16 or more times they were 0-8, including 0-4 in the finals. And I just think at some point, I want to say what you're saying and agree, but at some point when you turn the ball over that much and you can't get better, like it's a basic thing. Don't give the ball back to the team. Jason Tatum, don't jump in the air and throw it uh, to a Golden State Warrior running their way for a dunk. Jalen Brown, don't dribble the ball out of bounds. Like there are too many of those type of things happen unforced, like unprovoked turnovers. And so like stupidity at some point factors into a team's talent level. And whether it was a, a mental thing for them that they just kept harping over and over and got worried about ball control, but it was really the difference in the series. I mean, they, it was 12-2 Celtics in game six last night, 12-2, the roof's off the building, Ray yep. Allen and his mini short tire there, and it's yep. 21-0 run. Yep. He makes city there. Peyton, Peyton Pritchard is playing meaningful minutes in a finals game, and it's 21-0 run, and the game was over. Like you, I understand what you're saying. The thesis is correct but it doesn't work when they turn the ball over that much. They can't be the better team. They can't. They can't. Gosh, this is just, this is so sweet. I want to light up a cigar. This is, this <laughs> is just beautiful. This is beautiful. Meltdown City up in Boston. I love seeing the city of Boston shook. You never get that. Um, is there any uh, apology out there uh, in order for, for Steve Kerr? I mean, you, you, yes, you attacked yes, the last, yes, the last yes, two. Yes, yes, yes. From game four on, that was it. Like game three, the Celtics won at home, looked good. Four, five, and six in the biggest games of the series, Kerr made changes, right? Kerr was able to get Steph Curry open. He unlocked Draymond Green. Like, he did some really good things. The rotation was a lot better. Whereas, again, Ime in game six last night was so worried about his guys and, and the, the bench, which really, the bench failed the Celtics. Derek White went MIA and and, yeah. and uh, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, who was oh. Mr. Three-Pointer in that Buck series, just completely invisible. And those guys, I, I know your same game parlays took a hit on some Grant Williams stuff. Well, it's just like, all right, you know, I'd watched Grant Williams most of this entire playoffs. Yeah. And it's like, all right, every once in a while, he'll like pour in seven threes out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's four and a half, man. Like, it's not, it wasn't, I'm not asking for 10. I'm not asking for, for anything. I wasn't asking for threes. I was just like, can you, can you get me five points, Grant? Um, and, 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 and Marcus Smart who is, is I've, I've never seen him turn down a jumper. And meanwhile, meanwhile, last night, he was what, shot three threes? Are you kidding me, Marcus? By the way, Steph Curry torching Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, is, is quite interesting. Um, like there, there was a lot, a lot of, the Warriors did a really good job of keeping a lot of receipts. Uh, heading heading into that final yeah. series. Well, and, and again, I, the, the Tatum stuff is going to dominate because you're right. He's if he's a superstar or a super superstar, whatever he is, he had a he had a below average, borderline bad series. A 13 assist game. We're still going to call it a bad series, but I think it's fair. We hold that standard. I think if you if you took a step back and said, you know, where was the series lost? Not having a real point guard. Van Gundy said in the broadcast last night they had somebody to pick out. Uh, where Poole was an awful isolation defender all season long, all playoffs long, and they never put him in the torture rack. They just never, ever did it. And to me, Jason Tatum doesn't have to leave. Jalen Brown doesn't have to leave. I think Marcus Smart is the guy that if Brad Stevens wants to reshuffle the deck here a little bit with this team, find a legitimate point guard who can distribute and not worry about, not in game six, but he's Marcus Smart loves his own shot. Marcus Smart, was, after the game last night, was like, yeah, we're you know, We'll take it. You know, we're a young team. We got to the finals, basically shrugging it off. It's like, no, you had this great chance and you lost it. And to me, he's the player, Fritz, that if they're going to make a change in the starting lineup, 
he would be the guy. Maybe it's as simple as Derek White's the starter and they trade Marcus Smart, move on. But I, I don't think they I don't think they can win a championship with Marcus Smart as their primary ball hander, ball handler, excuse me, running this offense. Yeah. And that was the interesting part of 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 the series was like, you know, it just felt like the, the Warriors had a ton of guys that could throw out there and score. You know, they had a ton of guys yeah. that could just say, hey, go get go get me a bucket when we need it. Like Andrew Wiggins. You know, Andrew Wiggins for he's my awesome. entire awesome. like, and he's not here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm happy for Andrew. He's he's whatever. <laughs> He's not that good. Like, he's just not. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. like, Andrew Wiggins is not that good. And I just know that he's going to get a big contract in the next couple of years. And like, oh, he can be the best player on a championship team or, or be a part of a championship team. And like, yeah, to an extent, he can. Obviously, he was just that. But the fact that they're able to just say, hey, you can be our fourth option or third option on offense. And, and you, they have that in their back pocket whenever they want it. That's a big difference here when you're you're evaluating these two teams. Like, who was that for for the Celtics? Was it Al Horford? You know, is Al Horford their third best offensive option? Like that that's that's a big problem. So yeah, Mark, Mark, I mean, Mark Marcus Smart or Al Horford was their third best offensive option, and that's 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 the issue. Wiggins does Maple Jordan is the greatest nickname in the NBA uh, for Wiggins, so he does have that going for him. I'm glad he sort of salvaged his career. All right, so we so we look at so uh, we uh, lost a bunch of money in the series. Tatum MVPs oh, yeah. are done. Brown, it did not did, the betting did not go well for me no. in the NBA mm-hmm. Finals. Thankfully, the the Bucks and Heat series were good, but the Finals, big thumbs down for me. Yeah, uh, we got torched, pal. We got torched. They're six to one right now. Like if you if you want to start betting NBA futures, they're six to one to win the NBA championship. I think other than betting the Cleveland Browns for a nickel next year. Betting the Celtics is six, six to one is the dumbest bet in sports betting right now. So I'm not betting them. Do you believe in the Celtics? I told you last week, I thought there's something to build on here that with these two young guys in their twenties, a coach that guys like an Ime Udoka, they can build on it. Are you buying or selling for it's the Celtics going forward in the next call it four or five year window as a contender in the East? Uh, yeah, I think this all else will be in there. It's just interesting how the, the East is kind of going to shape out these next couple of years because yeah. Brooklyn, they're going to get their guys back and they should theoretically be able to build a better team around KD and Kyrie for, for a good, a good amount there. The heat, I think are always going to be in the mix. The thing about the East is that like outside of Giannis and KD, it's kind of just a bunch of the same ish teams, you know, they, they, they have stars. They have some, sometimes superstars. But it's not, it's a very deep conference, but it's not as top heavy, you know? So yeah. I think we're actually going to have a different team out of the East every single year. It's just, I think this Celtics run was more a, a special season, more than something I can buy going forward, unless they get a, a legitimate third option. Like they, they can go get their Drew Holiday that the Bucks got last year and, and find a real third option. Because as we've learned, you need that. You need your two stars to be great, but you need that third option if you're going to really win a championship. Yep, and Brad and Bradley Beal was a guy that was rumored he's a Tatum's best friend, best childhood friend, AU player. Well, he's a sixer. Oh, I'm sorry, but he's going to be a sixer. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there. <laughs> well, James Harden. Let's put, let's pay James Harden a bunch of money. Come on. No, we're hey, not talking. Boy. The process. No, All right. One, Celt- three one fifty is what I heard. So that's great. Celtic season is over, and Fritz in Philadelphia and a lot of NBA cities are celebrating. Big red R back cigars. Congrats to the Warriors. Uh, Fritz called it their best championship of their four. We'll see if Steph Curry cracked Jack Fritz's top 10 NBA players all time. Coming up in our third segment here on BetQL Weekend. But coming up next, dissecting the divisions, AFC North, Deshaun Watson, the Bengals, the Steelers. Let's get to it here. That's next year. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network.
Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Menansky and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. You're listening to the BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network. You can watch the show. You want to see these two handsome faces. Some have called it the most handsome show on the BetQL Network. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or not, but we'll go with it. Uh, it is uh, twitch.tv uh, at Bet. QL, you follow it. All the shows are right there. All the shows during the day. Our shows on the weekend. Mike Manansky, WEI in Boston. Jack Fritz, WIP in Philadelphia. The content machine that he is when he's not running miles for Phillies, he's making the list of the top 10 NBA players all time. Doesn't include Steph Curry. We'll find out uh, next segment here on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network. We dissect the divisions here, Fritz. AFC North time, baby. It's the AFC North. We normally start with the favorite. We're not doing that today. We are starting with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson, who each day that passes, there are more allegations against him. And I would not bet a nickel on this team for any sort of prop or anything other than betting them to not make the playoffs. Because I don't think there's a chance in, you know what, that they are going to have a game with Deshaun Watson, at quarterback in 2022. He's going to be suspended for the year, uh, if not forever, based on all the stuff that's out there. Just one uh, radio man's opinion in the city of Boston. Uh, what do you do with the Cleveland Browns? They are plus 270 to win the division. They are minus 210 to be a playoff team this year. Uh, they are 20 to 1 uh, to win the Super Bowl. You can't bet on their win total over under because they pulled that down because they're all waiting to see what happens with this Deshaun Watson case. So uh, what do you make of it? And do you think he plays in the NFL at all this year? No, I don't. And frankly, I'll be surprised if he ever suits up for the Browns ever, honestly. Like, I, I think I think the Browns just – I think they are very close to being like, you know what, it's not worth it. Like, it's just it's just not wow. worth it. Already? Uh, yeah. wow. It's – it's. I just wouldn't – I wouldn't be able to do it, frankly. I really wouldn't if I was uh, uh, the Browns owner, Browns, whatever. I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. And then when he either, – either way. So, if we're talking about this season, um, yeah. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, I, I don't think he should play. Um, and then it comes down to, like, is Baker going to be the quarterback? Like, or, is Baker? Or, and again, maybe something this week, the buzz has been he's going to Carolina, that they're targeting him in a trade and the Browns are going to move on because Baker said, I'm not, I'm not sticking around to be the backup in case Deshaun Watson can't play this year. And, and, and good for Baker. I mean, frankly, like, good for Baker because they pretty much, I mean, he also wasn't good. So he obviously, you know, yeah, he's not, no, as a I mean, hand in this. But they I will, came into Gillette. I the, remember we came to the Patriots this season, and that was the, they got they were the buzz team. They got up seven nothing. People started freaking out, and your final was forty five seven Patriots. Like he he was shell shocked. The Patriots broke Baker Mayfield. I, I I he wouldn't affect my opinion on the Browns either way. But if he's not there, or Deshaun Watson, like who who's quarterback in that team? You are you the quarterback? Well, I've said for years, like me and I could throw just as many good balls as Jared Goff. Like I'm pretty sure we have the same <laughs> the same level of arm strength. Like every time I see Jared Goff throw, I'm like, you know what? I think I could do this. But um, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's their their third string. He's at least he's played. You know, at yeah, least he's serviceable. He, yep, he started games in this league. And and if you look at the well, actually, Zach makes a good point. Jimmy G trade? Can they can they do another trade for a quarterback? Oh, here we go. Back to Cleveland. That was they were supposed. You wanted to go there in the first place, the first time around. The, the rumors were McDaniel's and Jimmy Garoppolo like package deal, and and wow. Belichick didn't even call Cleveland, just shipped them off to San Fran for a second round pick. That a guy. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting because if you look at the the, the rest of the roster, they're ready to win now. 
I mean, they have a good offensive line. They brought in Amari Cooper this offseason. We know how good their their run game is. They just always need a quarterback. I mean, they have Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the ball, Denzel Ward, um, good linebacking. Like, they're a pretty loaded football team. It was just always going to be who can play quarterback. So, yeah. last year, they were obviously disappointing. Um, but a lot of that also had to do – like, Baker was playing with a, a, ter- a torn labrum. Um, and I think that's honestly been held against him a little bit too much. Like, I think people have jumped to this big, like, Baker sucks thing because I don't think they like Baker. Um, whereas a year before, he did beat the Steelers in a playoff game. So, I mean, I don't think that can be totally written off. So, um, I think last year was just a lot of circumstance. But who's to say if Joe, Jacoby Brissett can just come in and, and play solid quarterback, hand the ball off, and hit Amari Cooper – that they can't make some noise here. So um, it's interesting because I thought last year's Raiders team kind of was going to fall apart. They had a lot of stuff going on. Same kind of thing with this Browns team. Can their talent override all of the distractions yeah. of the Deshaun Watson thing? Yeah, I, I'm a no. I would be a no. I'd be against them. Like, uh, So let's say Brissett's the quarterback. You and I assume yep. Watson's not going to play. We'll move on to the Bengals in a second. Why, uh, they, Brissett's the starter. He's going to play every game. What would the number have to be for you to say, I'll bet the over on the Browns at this number if Brissett's the quarterback? Knowing, like you said, you like the talent around him there. In right. Uh, I would say six and a half, honestly. Like six and a half is where I would have to feel comfortable with Brissett being the quarterback. And I guess that goes to show you how important the quarterback is. And to, to Derek Carr's credit, I think him being the leader he was kept that team more together because the quarterback is obviously the leader of your football team. And Brissett, who I think can be okay, just doesn't have experience doing that with this Browns team. I also be curious to see how the franchise responds and if they just almost have a like a can they fight through the distraction of hey this guy's not going to play he was the he was the big acquisition we we guaranteed him two hundred thirty <laughs> million dollars and there's almost thirty allegations against him for all sorts of various stuff that is very very uh, uh, searchable on Google for those yeah. who want to go so check Browns, out though. It's the so sword Browns. oh it is so well said so Browns uh, let's talk about the Bengals who won the AFC a year ago. They're 2-1 to one to win the division this year. Their win total is 9.5. Uh, they're 15-1 to one to win the AFC. They're 22-1 to one, uh, to win the Super Bowl. And I like some of the offseason stuff here, Fritzy. Like, they, they loaded up on the offensive line. We saw Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, two guys they added up there. They already had really good talent. Yeah, like, good point. They already had good offensive talent. The receivers, they're talking about changing things up because they know teams are going to play them defensively. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd is a guy, if you're doing some best ball stuff in the offseason, some early fantasy football, I'd be targeting him. Uh, I like Cincinnati. I usually don't like the teams lose the Super Bowl. I kind of like the idea of this team making another type of a playoff run, given the way they reinforce the offensive line by far their biggest weakness. You know what's funny is that when I was looking at it, I was like, I definitely don't like the the Bengals. Like, I'm definitely going to short yeah. whatever stock I can. Yeah. Because um, young team makes the Super Bowl. Usually there's a bit of a hangover. Easy fade, easy fade, yeah. Easy fade, right? And, and I think you and I both experienced gamblers. Uh, me more an experienced loser. You sometimes more of a winner. <laughs> um, but I just think that you look at it and a young head coach who had never really done it before having that kind of thing, can he keep this team together and keep them motivated? The Jesse Bates thing is, is you know, I think he's an important member of the culture of that football team. Yeah. Um, but then I just keep coming to coming back to they have Joe Burrow, you know, yeah. like I just, it's like, I put him in such rarefied air. Like the reason why I think I would put pick Burrow over any young quarterback. Like, I don't care. You know, I like, I would take him over Herbert. I would take him over 
I'll cut, stop the line at Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, but thank you. All right. If you said if you said Josh Allen would have stopped the segment and and just gone on that for the next ten minutes, but go ahead. Thank no, you. no, but I would take Woo. him over and any of the young quarterbacks up until the Mahomes Allen level, which is whatever, uh, because like he turned around one of the losingest franchises. Like they were the the Browns, right? I mean the the Bengals never spent money on anything. They were yeah. they were a joke. They were a laughing stock. They they didn't even have a scouting department until like six years ago. Like they had a whole bunch. Dude, they just got a ring of honor. Like like they just got a ring of honor two years ago. I mean, what are we doing here, Cincinnati? Um. So, but Joe Burrow, like that guy is not going to let that team down. I really don't. So I would take their over. Um. I would not pick them to win the division because I think we're getting to my division winner coming up next. Um. But I just don't see them having that kind of down season because that guy is so special. Yeah, I like them at the number uh, over the team that we'll get to here uh, in a second. You make a good point about, yeah, we started ranking quarterbacks. We'll do it at some point here this oh, summer. Oh, we got he's, plenty of time, pal. He's in that, he's in that second tier, and and the, we, you and I are on the same page about how you build a team in the NFL. Maybe we're wrong, but you and I think quarterback, and then at least it's the one alpha receiver – two really good guys after that and between Higgins uh, Chase is the alpha and the two other guys they have like I I like that team a lot and and it's a it's a team that it's a team that's going to be easy to want to fade but you're right Joe Burrow and the Bengals reinforced offensive line I like him at two to one the division win the division sounds like you like the Ravens uh the Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson plus 160 to win the division there in the north nine and a half so same win total as the Bengals have Minus 130 to make the playoffs, 12 to 1 to win the conference, 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Kind of shocked the world on draft night with the Hollywood Brown stuff. Uh, What do you think about their offense? Is it different this year? And give me why you feel confident in them being a better bet at plus 160 to win that division. The Bengals are 2 to 1. Right. So the reason why I'm really in on the Ravens is because the Ravens are one of those organizations that I feel like whenever they have a down year, they come back like, like, fierce right like they have one of those down years like oh i missed the playoffs last year this that whatever and they just have such a a culture that i trust and and john harbaugh does a really good job in in just being able to keep that team motivated um and i just think the last time they went into a season with a quarterback on a, a contract issue or whatever was the joe flacco year where you know that joe flacco wanted a huge contract they didn't believe in him uh, he went out, won Super Bowl, won Super Bowl MVP. They gave him a huge contract. Ended up probably being a mistake, but they got a Super Bowl out of it. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about Lamar Jackson. You know, it's been a whole offseason of, oh, this guy can't throw. Uh, he wants this big contract. He gets banged up. Lamar Jackson was an MVP of this league. And yep. he's still young. He's still talented. And I think they're kind of, you know, Hollywood Brown, like, that's not really his role. Um, but, you know, I think I think Bateman's ready for a big second year. Uh, came in late last year and, and showed some flashes. They still have the running backs. And one of the things that I thought kind of sunk that team last year was the offensive line. But they went out and they got the best interior offensive lineman in the draft in Tyler Lindenbaum. So, um, you know, they, 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 they increased the offensive line ability. Lamar's in a contract here. Mark Andrews is a top five tight end in the league. Done. Done. <laughs> what? He's a stud. Andrew, I'm glad you got to him. He's part of the offense that I trust in the yeah. most. He's he maybe the best tight end in the league, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he, he's starting to ascend to another level. Um, and then like they signed Marcus Williams in free agency. I wanted the Eagles to draft. They had Kyle Hamilton in the draft. They still have great cornerbacks and Peters and Humphrey. Patrick Queen in his third year should go off. So 
I just, I just view this as Ravens. People are sleeping on them, and I wouldn't be surprised if we look up at the in January and we see them playing in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I'd be very surprised. Uh, for me, I'd be surprised. But they, they have the organization. You're right. The way they're built, that front office, the way they do things, uh, it shouldn't be surprising that they make some drastic moves because they're willing to take some change, uh, make takes make take changes there in Baltimore. Uh, so I give them credit for that. The the team that it's irrational, but. I kind of like Pittsburgh to be a surprise team this year. They're almost nine to one to win the division. They're over under a seven and a half, two plus two eighty to be a playoff team this year. Uh, eighty to one to win the Super Bowl, twenty two to one to win the AFC. And part of this is that I kind of think that Mitch Trubisky doesn't stink, and I think Ben Roethlisberger wow. he stunk last year. Like he stunk. Ben Roethlisberger was terrible. Now people that uh, people that really followed it they realized how bad he was when you watched him play. It was evident. And you take him out, and whether it's pick at the rookie, whether it is uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky, we'll see how that battle plays out in camp. Like, they have a legit second-year running back, loaded wide receiver core. Brian Flores now joined that defensive staff to coach up those linebackers. His talent on defense. Like, I, as a long shot, one of the three or four long shots that uh, to me are sort of live in a couple of things, I don't think a Mitch Trubisky or even rookie quarterback-led Pittsburgh Steeler team, all that talent, and you mentioned organizations that seem to win after losing, I'd put Pittsburgh on that list, too. We've seen battles with the AFC teams like the Patriots for years. I think the Steelers might be one of my favorite sort of off-the-board long shots to make the playoffs at almost 3-1. to one. Uh, I'm interested in they're over at 7.5 and, and maybe even a sprinkle as a surprise division winner in the AFC North. Really interesting and, and really good points by you. That's why you're such a pro. Um, Thanks. Thank but, <laughs> but honestly, could Trubisky do what Tannehill did for that Titans team? You know, could when yes. Tannehill went there, yes. all he did yeah. was great point. Kind of, kind of hand the ball off. Uh, he made throws when he needed to make throws, and like Trubisky in, in Chicago was tasked with kind of turning around the franchise and being the number two overall pick. All he's got to do here is 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 be better than Ben Roethlisberger, who was atrocious last year. He was like Peyton Manning's last year oh. in in oh. in uh, Denver. So um, they have the offensive weapons. Deontay Johnson's a good player. I can't wait to see. I think George Pickens is going to be the best receiver in the draft, strictly because he went to Pittsburgh. They just seem to to figure it out all the time. And that defense last year was was legit. You know, it, it honestly was the only reason they were even in a lot of games because Ben was that bad. Yeah. So you add Brian Flores, you had another year of TJ Watt. It's a good, it's a really good point. And, and if Trubisky can kind of just do what, what Tannehill did when he went to Tennessee and, and get the ball in playmaker's hands, get, hand it off to Najee Harris. I don't think the offensive line is that great, but um, I think they're going to be frisky. The AFC North, good, good, uh, you know, yeah. storyline potential. I, a, lot of, a lot of focus on the AFC West, but man, the North is going to be just as fun. So how does the bet fall apart? How do we lose this bet? Well, Trubisky stinks and the rookie can't play. So I go into it knowing that, but I also yep. know that Mitch, he sat behind Josh Allen for a year, learned from Brian Dayball in a year. You and I mentioned Brian Dayball almost every week on this show because you and I both think he's a really smart coach and a lot of buzz for him potentially as coach of the year from guys who have been on the BetQL network. So again, it can fall apart if the quarterback stinks, but all the talent is there. Nine to one to win the division, three to one to be a playoff team. I don't hate it. They're worse bets to make, like anything on the Cleveland Browns. Anything on the Browns is worse than this Pittsburgh bet. That is for sure. Uh, meanwhile, we will continue with our NFL conversations every week on this show. We'll come back and talk about the Jack Fritz top 10 players in the NBA. Where does Steph Curry fit? And the best of the four majors. Sorry, Augusta. U.S. Open this weekend. We'll talk about it next. BetQL Weekend. BetQL Network.
Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Menansky and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. Home stretch here of the BetQL Weekend programming, BetQL Network. It is Mutt and Fritz, Mutt W-E-E-I on Twitter, Jack Fritz W-I-P uh, as well. Uh, we usually do some horse racing here. Triple Crown's <laughs> over, and uh, my pick ran fourth, so we're going to take a break from that. But I do, Fritz, want to say thank you to a couple listeners. I was at Mohegan Sun for their event in their FanDuel Sportsbook, handicapping the race, although I didn't get many winners out. It was not a great day for me. But a couple of BetQL uh, Mutt and Fritz fans came and said hello. They want to know – I. They were, they were talking about you and your miles and how many wins there would be. I said, don't worry, the Phillies will lose this weekend. And guess what? I was right. So there's, there are Mutt and Fritz fans everywhere, including in uh, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, I will say, now, if, <laughs> does it make me a bad fan? Um, but on Sunday, heading into what would have been the Phillies' 10th win in a row, yep. and after getting done running nine miles that morning, and thus my, my left knee being on fire and my right patella tendon being on fire um <laughs> i i not only did i bet on the phillies that day to lose uh no i bet on the phillies to win thus hoping they would lose but i yeah. also tweeted about how good they are and how they're obviously going to win today and it's a lock so i pretty much i pulled out all the stops to make sure the 10 game losing streak would lose because i could not physically get out there and and run 10 miles uh the next day does not make you a bad fan health Help before fandom. And if the I, I, is it a big swollen knee? Like got to get drained? That'd be great. <laughs> no, no, but I will say I sat in it for two days and I thought it was fine. And then I went out and ran four miles the other day and it's back to being flared up and hasn't bounced back since. So oh boy. Uh, oh, I'll have to get an ice pack on it. Um, I'm limping into doing this show today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not going great right now for, for, for Fritzy's left knee. All right, so we are uh, talking on Friday. U.S. Open is in uh, my backyard here in New England at uh, Brookline Country Club. And for my money, look, I, I, I'm a majors fan. You know, I, I like playing DFS golf and betting golf. I'm not some diehard golfer. I love the U.S. Open. I know Augusta's got the history, the pimento cheese sandwiches, and the, the nice logo. But the U.S. Open, to me, Fritz, where you see guys that are the best in the world at what they do, and they're struggling to do anything out there. Friday today, it was absolute bloodbath for the best players in the world conditions supposed to get worse all weekend long there's a little bit of rain we'll get a thunderstorm this afternoon but it's going to really firm up i like watching the best golfers in the world struggle and this course especially man they have made it very very difficult i like a majors winner in single digits under par u.s open for me my favorite major of the four and, and not not particularly close master second but u.s open first yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. Um, all all of them pale in comparison, honestly, to the Ryder Cup for me. There's there's not a I love. I don't care. It's my favorite. It's my favorite sporting event in the world. It doesn't matter what sport. Ryder Cup will will always be my favorite. Um, but I do love the Open, and honestly. felt like I was in the 1930s um, because people kept walking around like, welcome to the open. Welcome to the open. And I thought I was in, I was like, I just transported back in time uh, back to like the, the old days of golf. Um, but, and honestly, I love when it's at one of these traditional courses, you know, I think Augusta is great. Like we all know it's great, but, but seeing the U S open played at, a, at an old course is just fascinating to me and how Brookline is, 
is a lot like how I felt what Marion was talked about, where it's like, oh, these yeah. guys are going to destroy this old course. And I think that I think it was Justin Rose won won the U.S. Open at like minus one because because Marion is like impossible. Um, so I, I I'm with you. Like I love the the changes around. I love the courses are hard. Um, maybe I'm a sucker because my favorite golf memory was well, I guess Tiger's chip in an 06, but Tiger taking down Rocco Mediate in 08 on a torn ACL was in the U.S. Open, sinking the putt on 18. So I'm a sucker for a good U.S. Open, and I'm with you, pal. Oh, Ryder Cup. Justin Leonard had a moment there at Brookline, oh, 1999, in the Ryder oh, Cup. with those baggy Hinton. shirts they're wearing, 99. No, no. Hunter Mahan and, and Justin Leonard are, are no longer allowed anywhere near a Ryder Cup. I mean, Hunter Mahan's pulled a Jason Tatum in 2012. Like, that, they're, they're <laughs> just an absolute choke job. The 2012 thing, honestly, it took me a while to get over the 2012 Ryder Cup. I'm not going to lie. I can hear it in your voice still. All right, so we, we, we can't really give out picks because the tournament already started and it's going on. Well, and by the time you hear this, a good chance that they're already well into round number three on Saturday at Brookline. Did you have a rooting interest or any bets you made going into the weekend in the Open? Yeah, um, I'm going to take Willie Z. I think it's finally his time. Uh, one of the best uh, ball strikers on, on, on tour, and I like that at an old course. And I've said it for a while now, Mutt, but it's okay to trust Rory. Okay, to trust Rory again. He seems like he's back. Also, fade Colin Morikawa. He's going through a swing change, and his first uh, round yesterday seemed a little fluky. Well, we can cross Will Zalatoris off the list because I had two outrights I played. One of them was Willie Z. I, 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 I'm a sucker for Willie Z. And he, bat, by the way, hit his first drive 100 yards right yesterday in the concession stand, basically, <laughs> and battled back. So he's going to battle all weekend's grinder. A Willie Z, and then the guy who won the amateur here in 2013, Matt Fitzpatrick, yep. who is he's sleeping in the same house he slept in. He loves this course. Uh, he's in a good position, at least we're talking on Friday. So those are my two. They're both about 30 to 1. So I, yep. I like the longer shots in golf tournaments like this. Betting the favorites, like Rory was 10 to 1. That doesn't – he might win. And, and I, oh, my, is the PGA rooting for him? I mean, my God, these people – Falling over backwards. Rory's going to save golf from the, the mad live tour. Oh, they're so bad. It's, it, I, I hate this angle of it, but golf is buying completely to Rory. I'm not rooting against him, but I also, I couldn't bet him at 10 to one. He's like four and a half to one as we're talking today. That's too short a price. Come on. It's a major. Just, well, would you just take winners when you get winners? Who yeah. cares what the price yeah. is? Just take yeah. the winners. Honestly, him getting up and down out of the, out of the bunker yesterday was wow. massive when it when wow. it comes down because Rory after the last couple of years I just thought he couldn't handle it like I, I just didn't think that he was able to overcome adversity and I think he's actually done a decent job of that recently so I thought that was a big moment for also for for good old Rory he won last week in Toronto and the PGA Tour diehards rooting for him against the big bad live guys uh we mentioned this earlier in the show uh Jack Fritz all about content whether he's running miles for his Phillies or creating the list of the top 10 players in mystery of the NBA you said a couple weeks ago that Steph Curry needed this NBA Finals MVP to be a top 10 player. You made your top 10 list for your show today in WIP land. Uh, Marks and Reese this afternoon, uh, 2 o'clock, so check them out. Um, did Steph make the top 10? Well, let's get to it, Mutt. Sure, let's get to it. Number 10 is where one Wilt Chamberlain comes in. Um, I have no interest, frankly. I, I, Wilt could have been off my top 10 for all I care. Um, I, I understand he had dominance, changed the game, couldn't dunk, uh, the, the quote unquote scored a hundred points. Um, but you know, I think that if you're in an eight team league, 
you should be able to win more than two championships. And one of those, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, and, and only one of those was he even like the superstar on. Cause the second one, he was on the, the, the Lakers teams with Jerry West and whatnot. So um, listen, he's a, he's a great player, but he is way further to 10 than he is top five. Number nine is where I put Shaq uh, most dominant center for, for a long time. Uh, multiple championships, obviously needed the help of of Kobe and D-Wade, but it, I still think he was the best player on those teams um, just because he was that physically dominant. Should have been better, frankly. Like like Shaq should have been better, but couldn't do it for a long period. For, for like He always had to play his way into shape and stuff like that, so I kind of knock him down a little bit for that. Uh, eight is where Tim Duncan comes in. Uh, great player a for a long here. A lot of big guys. No guards yet. Let's go. We got yeah, well, guards you got to respect him, man. You got to respect him. He had five titles. He was the anchor of that dynasty. Um, I know they had, I know they had, you know, Manu and Tony Parker and Kawhi by the end, but Duncan was always the, 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 the glue of those, of the, that dynasty. Number seven is where I put Steph Curry. Steph Curry is a wow. four-time champion, a two-time wow. MVP. And finally has his finals MVP. And I think that's big. Um, he finally has some finals moments. You know, uh, he, the, the 0 for 8 from 3 could have been the finals moment. But he bounced back. <laughs> like, honestly, my only rooting interest last night, Mott, was either a Game 7 or a Curry legacy game. And I feel like I got a good Curry legacy game in a Game 5. It wasn't, yeah, or game seven. That, it yeah. wasn't ridiculous, but it was like, and I will say, the night-night pose has been a good addition to pretty good. Steph Curry's. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty he good. He didn't do that a couple years ago. Uh, number six is where Kareem. Hey, we're not, unless you speed, it's not a one-hour segment. We you got to speed it up here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go through these quickly. Six Kareem carried by Magic uh, to five rings. Number five Bird, uh, three-time MVP, three three uh, three-time champ, three-time yep. champ. Love yep. Larry Bird. Four Magic Johnson. Um, a good player, fine player. I guess I'll count the rings there. Bird's Three better than Magic, but that's fine. I won't, I won't argue. I think I... Bird's a better player than Magic. I yeah. think that Magic has a better resume. What? Hey. What? He's a better resume. It's like Mike Greenberg saying Brady's the best of all time and not the greatest. Difference? Okay, so again, different show. Keep going. Respect it. Number three. Three Kobe. Two Michael Jordan. One LeBron James. Bang. Again, you say you, uh, this is this is why you're a content machine. You're going to do four hours today on people calling you, telling you you're an idiot that LeBron is better than Jordan. I give you credit. I see what you did there. You're wrong, you. and you get you smart. Uh, thank you, Zach. So you're making the top ten players in the league. Those guys all come out. Bill Russell comes out. What do you say to Bill Russell? Uh, first off, I would look Bill Russell right in the eyes because we're about the same height. You um, forgot. You just say you forgot Bill Russell, so we can move. No, on. I did not. I didn't forget. forget Bill. I didn't forget you Bill forgot. Russell at all. Like I just, oh I don't, I don't have any interest. In, like what? What did he even average? Like all he was good at was rebounding. Like, like <laughs> seriously, that's all. That's all Bill Russell was good at was rebounding. He had a loaded team in an eighteen. Had a million like, championships to Wilt's too. That's the I difference. Wilt out. Wilt is out. Russell's in. Wilt's out. You Why? Can't, you can't you can't put I down like you can't put Wilt on the list without Russell. You can't. What you can't was Russell play. better at than what was Russell better at than Wilt? Uh everything. I don't know. I didn't watch him play live. We had 90 seconds left of the show. You can't. I I'll I will I'll have a rebuttal to this next week. I'm gonna rebut this next week. My own top 10 NBA players. Is that okay? Can I do that? 
Yeah, I don't care. We got plenty of summer. Six foot seven, Bill Russell with a loaded super team around him in an eight team league. Congrats on winning the rings. I'm, I'm proud of you. Okay. Uh, NHL uh, Stanley Finals uh, game two tomorrow. I talked to my guy. I can't give you his name, but he's known as the Prince of Pucks here in Boston. Uh, inside hockey guy. He told me Andre Vasilevsky, six to one to win the con Smythe. That's what he told me. That's the only way Tampa can win this series. That's all yeah. I have. You have a quick best bet for the weekend? Uh, Phil's tomorrow, run line all weekend. They have only lost once in their last 12 games against the Nationals. Um, so they kind of have this team's number. Killed them last night, 9-1. Uh, the Nationals are shockingly bad. So I like the Phil's all weekend down in Washington. If you want to mock uh, Jack's top 10 NBA players list, tweet him at Jack Fritz WIP. We are back next week and every single weekend, fitting a weekend with the sports into an hour. Thank you for joining us here. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, Twitch.tv, BetQL. Have a great weekend, everybody.